Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. Hey, good, how are you? Good, thank you. What are you doing? Oh, nothing really. I just took Olive to the dog park. Oh, did you? It's such a nice day. I know, I know. I feel like it was my, my only like chance to get out today because I've got like so much to do this afternoon but um it's beautiful out there it is so freaking nice I'm just thinking I don't know if I can get through this whole podcast without sneezing because hay fever fever has gone (laughs) so bad we won't even bother editing it out just go with it (laughs) hopefully Uh, you know sometimes when you say something and then the opposite happens I'm like I'm putting it out there in hopes that it's gonna like I don't know yeah Putting it into the atmosphere. Yep, yep. But yeah, um, I just wanted to let everyone know about the merchandise. Um, <laughs> we have realised this week that I made a spelling mistake when I was making the mugs, so I've got to remake some of them. So it probably won't be up till another week or so. <laughs> I literally got through the whole process, and it was ready to go, and then I realised. So I'm putting uh, it down to mug brain. Like, oh my and God. you do like a hundred things, Lockie. I feel, and not only that, but you sent them to me, and I did not notice because I'm the worst speller in the world. So I feel like, yeah, you I'm know, to blame as well. Pregnancy brain was a thing, and I accepted it. But I've heard about mum brain, and I was like, surely not. And it's freaking real. It is real. Oh. It's a real thing. Like this amount of stupid shit I do and stupid shit I say. Like, I'll just share a few with you so it doesn't, you don't feel so bad about the, uh, not, not you not seeing the spelling mistake. But um, <laughs> so when I'm cooking, if I'm using eggs, I put the eggshell in what I'm cooking and the actual oh. egg in the bin. <laughs> and the other day, <laughs> you actually, yes, the other day, there's this magpie at our local park that swoops olive and, um, like why that's so yeah old. I don't know it doesn't it, do, it doesn't care about me it's just Olive and Olive chases it so she's not too oh, phased yeah. by it but um when I got like home the other day and Olive had been swooped I was telling Monkey about it and I said you know what like it looks really pregnant like it's obviously just like getting protective and Monkey goes you realize birds aren't pregnant because <laughs> they lay oh. eggs oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh yeah. <laughs> Just a really random. I am dying. Well, I'm not even gonna say anything because I don't think I thought. I I don't even know. I've just never thought about a bird being pregnant. Yeah, that is so funny. Wait, so do they lay eggs? Well, even when they're not pregnant, I'm so confused. They would have the eggs. The eggs don't just instantaneously come out. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not a. I don't know about bird biology, so. I'm not sure. I have, I've got so many questions. I feel like someone may have explained this to me and obviously it's gone in one ear and out the other because I'm really bad with, you know, Animal how anatomy. bad I am with, yeah, I have no idea what's a bird, what's a freaking, like, I don't know, I just get really confused with animals. But, um, yeah, I am definitely going to look this up. Um, yeah, so mugs, I'm going to hope for end of next week we'll be able to get them out there. Yes, there is one available. Maybe I'll wait till they're both yeah. ready to go. Yeah, and hopefully I'll have the, the other, like the dog um, bandanas done at the same time. So, so fun. Um, and we entered the Australian Podcast Awards the other day. Um, so that's exciting. That is so exciting, Lucky. I can't wait. So I think um, 
obviously this episode will be released Monday. I think by Tuesday we should know whether we're a finalist or not. And then, yeah. Fingers and toes. And you said that it's actual, um, like they've got their own judges. So no, I don't think anyone needs to vote or anything. No, right? I don't think so. Maybe once the judges might pick the finalists. I'm not sure how it works, but, um, yeah, we'll obviously keep everyone posted on the Instagram. Yes, and if we need votes, you guys have to vote for us. Yes, because <laughs> that would be so cool. I think you get a trophy. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, any other news with you? Or- um, not really this week. I'm just thinking um, I feel like this episode we're about to do, I di- like, you know what? The faces looked familiar, but I, I didn't know about the actual case. And now I'm like, that's again. Obsessed. Like, yeah, obsessed. That's what I've been doing this week. Just listening to interviews and stuff like that. I don't know if you saw, though, this is just like um, like a little bit of crime news, that Hayes family have appealed Anand's mm. release. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. Um, so I've, I've just looked a little bit into that and pretty much – from what I can tell is the only grounds that they can win on is that they weren't given like sufficient time to mm-hmm. prepare. Mm-hmm. And what would happen in that case is there'd be another hearing and the hearing technically should go exactly the same way as it already has gone. But I will keep everyone up to date if there is any more developments with that. But, yeah, at the moment it's sort of like yeah, limbo. I mean it's sad for them but I think it's so blatantly obvious. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's it is sad for them because it's it's sort of not their fault because it's what the prosecution have told them. So I, I blame the prosecution. Yeah, like the, the like OG team. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you'd think that the the prosecution team now should be communicating with them. I think they have, but maybe they're just I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, anyway, that's sort of my only news for the week. Actually, no, I do have one other thing. Yeah. Lucky, I went and got coffee yesterday. Did you freaking see what the person wrote on my coffee cup? Oh, greener. (laughs) It's not even a name. Like, what the heck? That's so funny. And it was like International Coffee Day yesterday. Yeah. I'm so happy International Coffee Day to everyone. Um, But yeah, when I got my coffee, I was really excited. And yeah, they put (laughs) my name as greener G R E E N A. I don't even know what the heck that is. But anyway, (laughs) that's so funny. Made me laugh. Um, But yeah. Or also, sorry, before we get into it, have you watched the Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix yet? I haven't. Have you watched it? I've watched one and a half episodes. Yes. It's really full on. And do you know? It's very graphic. And everyone that like, like when I've seen reviews on it, they say the same thing. But at the same time, they're like, you know what? He was like a freaking nut job. And to play it down would be like a would yeah. be a bad thing, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Because it shows how savage he actually was, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, definitely watch it. I mean, I'll, I haven't even finished watching it yet either. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really good. And I can't remember the actor's name. Is it Evan? I feel like his name is. But um, oh, yes, he's yeah. really good in it. And he even has done interviews to say he really struggled with doing the character. And Yeah. I've seen heaps of memes on him. So, you yeah, know, I'm really <laughs> excited to get stuck into it. Yeah, so that's – but, yeah, Netflix is the inspiration for our episode today. Yes. Um, so do you want to get into it, Karina? Let's do it, Lucky.
How are you, Bubba? I'm not good, Mom. Are you so sorry? Are you sorry for me, or are you sorry for my siblings? I would have never thought you would have ever done something like this. What is it that you think that I've done? Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. We did have a wonderful family before this happened. Oh, hello. My mom has spent her whole life protecting us kids. Being a good mom is very important to me and a good wife. Honestly, Lori and Charles looked like they had the ideal marriage, but her beliefs had become a lot more extreme. After she met Chad Daybell, she changed. Who the hell is Chad Daybell? We can prepare ourselves to survive through these trials. Chad Daybell believes there will be an apocalypse. The people that are righteous survive, and that he can distinguish evil spirits from good spirits. I fought in this war for millennia. Two detectives come and knock on the door. Is Tylee or JJ here? I was like, Tylee, my sister? I call my mom, and her phone's dead. Charles wrote, she calls her own daughter a dark spirit. My throat fell in my stomach. If you are very dark, your spirit has left your body. You're a zombie now. And the only way to free your spirit is to kill the body. I had this feeling in my spirit. So what's going on tonight? I can't get in touch with my kids. Something felt wrong. This case quickly became a national story. Where are your kids? Lori, please let us know that JJ's okay. Please just let us know. We need to see him. Is JJ safe? He is safe and happy. Hi, my mom wants to be emergency data. My mom was just playing every card on everybody. Well, I'm sorry that you don't really fully understand the situation. Being all those things together is not easy, so I'm basically a ticking time bomb. <laughs> Belief really will take you to a different place. Okay, so today we are talking about the case of Lori Vello and Chad Daybell. They are the perpetrators of the crime we are talking about today and we didn't really know how to tag this episode because there's a lot of victims. So I think we're, well, I haven't even run this past you, Karina, but um, <laughs> I'm thinking it'll just be victims of Lori Vello and Chad, Chad Daybell. Yep. Um, so for anyone that hasn't seen it floating around on Netflix, this is um, the case that's covered in the show Sins of Our Mother, um, which I told you about last week and you've obviously watched it this week, Karina. Yes, I have. <laughs> it is crazy. And I didn't know about this until I watched the show and then I've been looking into it and it's just it's a really sad story but it's got so many levels. Yeah. Um, so this case begins with a woman named Laurie Vallo. That's her married name. Her maiden name was Laurie Cox and she is now kind of famously known as Laurie Vallo Daybell. So I'm going to say her name so weird because I feel like it's really hard to say American and Australian. Laurie? Laurie? How would you Laurie. say? Laurie. I think I'd say Laurie. 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 No, no, Laurie? I'd, say, I'd definitely say Laurie. Laurie, okay. That's just me, yeah. Yeah, okay. So Laurie Cox was born on June the 26th, 1973 in San Bernardino, California. She was one of four children. She had a sister, Summer, who was the youngest, um, and then it went Laurie, and then she had two brothers, Alex and Adam. 
And the Cox family were raised in the LDS church, which is the Mormon church, Church of Latter-day Saints. Um, And her mum describes Laurie as being very spiritual from a young age and she really took on, you know, being a part of the LDS church from a young age. Mm. So Laurie has been married five times um, and I'm just going to go through each one of these marriages because they kind of do link up to the story. So when Laurie was 19, she married her high school boyfriend, Nelson Yanes, and this was in 1992. However, this marriage ended in divorce like later that year like it didn't even last 12 months I think her dad like this like did not want a bar of this Nelson guy and made her divorce him because they married in Vegas yeah she ran away to marry him yeah crazy um and then when she was 22 so this is in 1995 she married a guy called William LaGoya in Travis County Texas and her and William had a son together his name was Colby and he was born in 1996 so her marriage to Colby's dad, William, ended in 1998. So they were only married for three years. And it's reported that he was abusive uh, to both Colby and her. Uh, he's just an all-round bad guy. Um, and Laurie wanted to obviously save Colby from that. So, she, she, you know, they just left the marriage. Mm-hmm. So in 2001, Laurie married Joseph Anthony Ryan Jr., Joseph legally adopted Colby as his own son um, and then Joseph and Laurie had a daughter together. Her name was Tylee and she was born in 2002. Um, and this marriage ended three years later in 2004. Um, it's reported that Joseph filed for divorce um, but it's reported that Colby also um, was the victim of abuse from Joseph both physically and sexually. Yeah, which is really sad. This poor little boy has just been, you know, dragged through all these marriages. Yeah, and he's been the victim of it. Um, Laurie also confided in her sister-in-law, which is Joseph's sister, telling of the abuse that she was subject to as well. So they both, you know, were abused in that marriage. Um, So like I said earlier, so Laurie had two brothers and it seemed like Alex, her brother Alex, she was really quite close to um, and he protected her quite a bit. So um, after Alex, Laurie's brother was like learned of the abuse of both his sister and his nephew, he actually attacked Joseph. I think he like tased him or something and he went to jail for that attack. And this brother is like a stand-up comedian. Yeah. How, well, he, I shouldn't say he is one, but he was trying to be one. And there's like, he did like an actual little bit on this. How funny was that? Yeah, like he he does this little um, skit about how, you know, it's, he learned that his brother-in-law was a pedophile and he attacked him and he went to jail. He's he's like, like, I thought I'd just get like, do you know what I mean? Like a a slap on the wrist. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So it shows Alex really had Laurie's back and would really protect her. Like he was just, they were very close. In 2006, Laurie married a man by the name of Charles Vallow. So this is where her surname Vallow comes in. Um, At this time, Laurie was a member of the LDS church. Obviously, she had been for most of her life. And at the time, Charles was a lifelong Catholic, but he converted to Mormonism for Laurie. This guy seems so lovely. I know, right? You'd think that it's all going to be, you know, all well and good now, um, 
but unfortunately it isn't. <laughs> yeah, fudge. So Charles had two sons from a pre- previous marriage, Nicholas and Zachary. Um, so there's Nicholas, Zachary, Colby. They're the kind of entirely the kids that have been blended together from this marriage. So in 2013, Charles and Laurie legally adopted JJ. Um, he was Charles's grand nephew and he was currently being cared for by his grandparents. But as they were getting older, they thought that JJ would be better suited to be in a, a younger family. So now with this marriage of Charles and Laurie, there's five children between them, Nicholas and Zachary, Charles's children. Then there's Tylee, Colby and now JJ. JJ was autistic as well, so he was you know, there was a lot to take on, but, you know, he was apparently, you know, a really, really beautiful kid. Um, so they were happy to do that. I think the other kids loved him as loved well. Him. Like they yeah. just all bonded like really well. Yeah. Um, so in 2014, this is 12 months after um, JJ joined the family, um, Laurie Charles and their five children all moved to Kauai in Hawaii. Hawaii in Hawaii. (laughs) Um, And Colby talks in the documentary about this move and he just says, you know, it was like living a dream, you know, like they all lived in this beautiful place. They were all really happy. All the kids are together. Like it was just a great time. So while the family were living in Hawaii, Laurie began reading a series of books by an author. His name was. And this series of books was called Standing in Holy Places and it was a series of books about like prophesized events of the second coming, like when Jesus comes back to earth. Like I think it's like the world ends and Jesus gets resurrected. I don't know the specifics. It's not my area. And that's only certain people will make it to the other world or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So he write, he's like written heaps of books, this author, and but he has this series specifically called Standing in Holy Places, which is about this second coming. So Laurie was reading these books and she'd become obsessed with them. And after the family moved from Hawaii back to Arizona um, in 2016, Laurie attended a event called preparing a people which I think Chad Debo used to talk at um he she attended this event with her friend Melanie Gibb and at this event Laurie was introduced to this author Chad Debo she must have been like fangirl fangirl like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and when they met Chad told Laurie that the two of them had been married in previous lifetimes multiple times um and shortly after this event they began privately communicating this guy is freaking a loony he is a loony, absolute freak. Um, so Laurie then really threw herself into this whole story that Chad Daybell used to kind of talk about. And she claimed that she was regularly told by angels of things she could do here on earth to prepare for this second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds freaking crazy, doesn't it? It does. I can't believe I'm actually saying these words out of my mouth. Um, So several weeks after they first met, uh, Chad and Laurie, Charles, Laurie's husband, was out of town on a business trip. He regularly was in like California and all these places for for work. And Chad Daybell was speaking at an event in Arizona because Chad was actually from Idaho, but he obviously would travel around the country doing these events. So while he was in Arizona in Laurie's home state, Um, Laurie held like an overnight gathering in her home while her husband was out of town and both her friend Melanie and this Chad Daybell were in attendance at this gathering. Mm. 
At this gathering, Chad was giving Laurie lots of attention um, and he also spent this, you know, this little get-together telling Laurie and all her guests about his unusual religious beliefs and, quote, the deeper mysteries of God. At this event, Chad claimed to have had 31 separate lives, but only five of these lives had occurred on earth. And he also referred to people as like light spirits and dark spirits. And he claimed that he was able to to tell who was a light spirit, who was a dark spirit. Like he had this gift. Light people, light spirits are followers of Jesus Christ and dark spirits are followers of Satan. Um, And like I said, yeah, he had the ability to be able to rank these people between light and dark. He also said that Laurie was a light spirit, that she had had 21 previous lives. Five of those lives were also on earth, but those five lives on earth she had spent with Chad. So remember how he had said that they'd been previously married in all these other lives and those (laughs) like, oh. (laughs) So she was just, because she was, like you said, such a fangirl, she just like, threw herself into what he was saying she just believed it as bible you know like, and, and can i tell you something freaking nuts i read that apparently he said to her like i'm gonna put a portal in your closet and we can communicate in there oh my like, God. so they like I, I don't know what the heck went on in there but like <laughs> i think she'd go in the and closet sit in there. <laughs> yes it's just meant it's it is crazy it is absolutely crazy but she just become fixated on it like it was just consuming her life you know for someone that was quite religious normally after meeting this guy it just consumed her but this but not only that the thing that i find odd is like you said she was religious her whole life but this is something else you know what i mean like this isn't the religion that she's been practicing her whole life no and i I mean, this could obviously be argued, but I don't see this as a religion. I just see this as Chad Daybell just making up fictitious stories so he can have all the power. It's like a cult. Yeah. So um, like I mentioned, she become fixated on this whole second coming of Jesus. Colby remembers at this time she was like stocking up on like canned foods and stuff. Like to to prepare for this second coming, that the earth was just going to like implode. And I think they say there's 144,000 people on earth that would get to go into this second coming of Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, and that sh- her and Chad were one of the 144,000 people. So that's why they were preparing. So in 2018, both Laurie and Chad appeared on a podcast called Preparing a People, which is similar to the event they met at, um, and it's an extremely religious podcast. And after they appeared on this podcast together, Chad stayed at Laurie's house and it's pretty obvious at this point in time that they are both having an affair from their marriages because Chad was also married. His wife was named Tammy and he had five children with her. And obviously Laurie was married to Charles and they had their five children together. So they're having an affair at this point. You know what I find so sad though? Like Char- uh, sorry, Chad and his wife had been married for freaking years. I feel like it was like 20 or 30 years and she'd helped him write all these books that he'd released. Like, like there was sort of like 
no problems. I mean, I didn't do a massive deep dive, but from the outskirts, it didn't look there was like there was many problems between them until Laurie came on the scene. Yeah. Um. So there was a point, you know, throughout this that I think Chad had communicated this to her, but Laurie believed that Charles was dead, like her husband had died, and a demon was living in his body. And she has a name for him, like Nick, Nick Schneider. Or something. <laughs> I was just about to say, is this Nick Sch- yeah. Schneider? Where did they get these names from? So, and you'll like for those that are going to go watch this documentary now. There's a like body cam footage of that the police have taken, um, talking to Charles, and he says he explains this. He says, you know, she thinks that uh, there's someone else living in my body. She thinks I'm Nick Schneider. You know, so I don't mean to love. I'm so sorry. It's so random. This is mental. Like this is not. Like this is a mental health issue. This is not. Yeah, you know I know. What I mean? shouldn't laugh. But the, I think the police says to him, like, who's? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. Nick Schneider is. Yeah. Poor Bob bloke. He's probably just so confused. You know. Yeah. So um, this all escalates really, really quickly. Laurie then told her friends and family and the children that Charles was actually having an affair and she'd found evidence of this, that when he went away on business, he was having this affair. Um, and Charles got wind. Like he, they obviously weren't communicating very well at the time, but Charles got wind that Laurie was literally telling all these people that he was having an affair. So he started emailing everyone in the family telling them that she had completely lost her mind, that she was crazy, that she believed she was a god. Um, but a lot of the family just thought, you know, he's obviously guilty, you know, like he looks like a guilty person who is having an affair and he's just like retaliating, like saying that she's crazy. he's the normal one. He's the normal one, yeah. Um, Yeah, so they just believe that he looks like a guilty person that's been caught and he was just deflecting what he had done you know, in response to what Laurie was saying. Laurie then sent a message to her family to say, do not answer Charles's calls or emails. Like he's having an affair. We're separated now. You know, no one is to communicate with him. So while all of this is going on, Charles is actually out of state on business. So he's in Texas for his business trip and he's seeing these messages about how he's apparently having an affair. Um, and he obviously wants to fly back home. So Laurie actually cancels his flight back to Arizona. Like, so he gets a bit stranded for a few hours. She also organizes her brother, Alex, remember they have this really close relationship, to go to the airport and take Charles's car from the airport so he has nowhere to get back. This is so mean. It is so mean. So Alex then goes to the airport, grabs Charles's car, drives it back to their home and removes all of Charles's belongings from their house. So from the outside to the family, it looks like she's found out he's having an affair, she's leaving him and she's removing him from her life. Do you know what the thing is? If he was having an affair, I'd be like, yeah, go, Laurie. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny how, like, yeah, if you don't know, like outside looking in, you'd probably be like all for her doing this. Exactly. So after all of this, Charles manages to get a flight home, realises his car's gone. Anyway, he makes it back to their family home and he calls 911 because when he returns home, he can't find anyone there. These kids, no, no one. Um, so... <laughs> 
this is where that body cam footage comes back in. So he says to the police that he is worried about his kids' welfare, that he's not sure what she would do to them, that he has been, she has said to him in the past that she will murder him. Um, And she's also taken all the money from their like joint accounts. And he's afraid of what she's going to do with the kids. Like, I think he says to them, oh, like, is she going to flee with them? Like, he's got no idea. At that specific moment in time, Charles went and filed a petition for an emergency mental health record because he tells the police, like, she's literally lost her mind and I'm worried about the welfare of her and the kids. Mm. And what this means is that when she is found, the state has the authority to put her in a mental health facility to be evaluated with, like, against her will. Yeah. Um, so the following day... The police can't really do anything, you know, like the, the kids, are, you know, she has custody of these kids, you know, at the moment they can't really do anything. But the next day Charles knows that JJ has school. So he goes to the school expecting, you know, when Laurie drops him off that they can talk about what's going on. Um, he waits at the school. I don't know, something goes down. He ends up taking her purse. You know, he lo- he honestly looks crazy doesn't he? Yeah, I know. This is the tough thing because, like I said earlier, if you didn't know the whole situation, he looks like the crazy and she looks like she's the one who's got it all together. Like she's taking the kids to school. She's saying, like, he's having an affair. I'm trying to get him out of my life. I've kicked him out of my life and he's, like, stalking me. Like he's coming after me. He's showing up at the school so I can see it. Yeah. How the police saw it, you know. So because he'd taken her purse, she then goes to police later that day to say, you know, he attacked me while I was dropping our kids to school. He's taken my purse. You know, we're separating because I've got all this evidence of him having an affair and the police believe her. The police think, oh, you poor woman, like what? who is this psycho guy? The thing is like she looks like she has it together as oh, yeah. well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you look at her police interviews, like you can actually see – footage of them interviewing her at this exact stage like when she's gone to the police and they're saying to her like you know well you know he's got like this mental evaluation thing thing. on you yeah like you're gonna have to go and she's like oh like oh my gosh like like the way she's just presenting herself I can see what they why they thought what they thought yeah and um because this mental health thing is on her the police in that interview, determined that she is not a danger to anyone, that she doesn't need to go and be evaluated. But I think she, she does she, anyway. Yeah, she does anyway because of obviously this order. But even at the at the um, check, they don't think there's anything wrong with her. Yeah. So at this point in time, Charles looks like a complete psychopath. But, hey, can I tell you, but I reckon she knows what her beliefs sound crazy. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So she's able to, like, obviously she's not going to tell her beliefs to, like, a random or, yes. like, to the police because she'll sound crazy. Like, she, yes. she's in her right mind in that stage, if that makes sense, like what yeah. sounds crazy and what doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't mean she doesn't believe it, though. Yeah. So Charles then becomes suspicious of Laurie and Chad and he finds emails that she had fabricated, like, she had written them as Charles or something like, yeah, yeah. all these fabricated emails. And then he becomes suspicious that maybe she's the one having an affair with Chad. So Charles then decides that what he's going to do 
is he he's going to reach out to Tammy, Chad's wife, and say, "Look, I think your husband is having an affair with my wife." But she's so dumb. Why the heck? So she sent emails to <laughs> Chad. Pretending yes. to be her husband, saying, I'd love to get you out here for, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's to write a book or, you know, to do a speech or whatever it is. She wrote that from the home computer. So this guy's <laughs> like, I didn't write these emails. Like, why is she telling this guy to come out? Obviously, there's something going on between them. And yeah. maybe Tammy's the one reading the emails. It's like a cover for Chad, pretty much, yes. to be able to come out to see her. Exactly. So Charles is going to just let Tammy know this has all been fabricated. I think they're having an affair together. Yeah. Um, so while all this is going on, Laurie's other brother, so this is Adam, not Alex, the one that she's not so close to, he's kind of communicating with Charles while this is happening and he's on Charles's side. Like he thinks, okay, something weird is going on here. Yeah. So what he's planning on doing is flying to Arizona and kind of organising like a little bit of an intervention with Laurie and her family, just pretty much to get her to just, can you just tell us the truth, like what is going on here? Yeah. Um, but she gets wind of what's happening. Like she can kind of see that Adam's going to organise this intervention for her. Do you reckon that Alex told her? Yeah. Like the other brother? Yeah. Because I don't think Adam realised that Alex was, in on it. In on it, yeah. Yeah. Because at this point in time, Alex is kind of, because they are so close, he is believing kind of what she's saying about, you know, this whole second coming or you know, all this stuff. Yeah, like he's totally into what she's spinning, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Laurie realised that this intervention is going to happen. So she asks Alex, can you just kind of just hang with me, like just while all this is going down, just stay close to me, you know. Yeah, and she's worried. She claims that she's worried that, like, Charles is going to show up and, like, do you know what I mean, something's going to go down. So she wants Alex around sort of for protection. Yeah, exactly. So on July the 11th, 2019, Charles was organised to take JJ to school that day. So he goes to their house to pick him up to take him to school and an incident occurs um, where it results in Alex, Laurie's brother, calling 911 stating that he has shot his brother-in-law in self-defence. At this time, Tylee, the daughter, was in the house and while this incident has occurred or is occurring, Laurie takes Charles's rental car that he arrived in their house with, takes JJ to Burger King and then drops him at school. She then returns to the house with the police there and there is body cam footage that has been released and she is not acting concerned whatsoever. She does not ask how Charles is because at this moment all we know is Charles was shot, something's gone down between the two of them. And she's like, she's joking, like I'm new in the area, the neighbours are going to think I'm like crazy, like all this stuff. Yeah. Like she, the way, oh, it's crazy. So what actually happened was, well, we don't really know the full story, but Alex says that Laurie and Charles got in an argument while he was there to pick up the kids, that Tylee came out with a baseball bat because she heard them yelling and that Charles took that baseball bat and swung at Alex and hit him in the back of the head, so he shot him. And um, in this footage, in this, in this um, police footage, you can see, like, Alex sitting on the curb, like, 
patting his head with like saying like that he's been hit on the head. There's like hardly no blood. Like have you yeah. seen? It's just like a little cut. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it obviously corroborates the story. Yeah. Um, it was later revealed in the autopsy that Charles was shot twice and the second time he was shot, he was actually lying on the ground. So it's hard to argue self-defense when, you know, you shoot them when they're down. Um, after this happens, Charles is pronounced deceased. So he passes away from this. This is the way his life ends. And Laurie rings her oldest son, Colby, and said that Charles had came to pick JJ out for school and he'd had a heart attack while he was here and he died. So she Why lies. lie? Why lie? Yeah. He's going to find out anyway. Exactly. Shortly after this, Laurie texts Charles's son, so Nicholas and Zachary, and this is what the text says. Hi, boys. I have very sad news. Your father passed away yesterday. I'm making arrangements and I'll keep you informed with what's going on. I'm still not sure how to handle things. Just know that I love you and so did your dad. How effing rude. Rude. So these poor boys have found out that their dad has died through a text message. Um, she sends this message and then she pretty much just doesn't respond to her phone. And her, the poor boys are like, what's going on? Like, please call me. What's going on? What's going on? And she finally responds and she says, I'm not sure. Like, I'm just waiting on the, what, like the medical examiner. Like, so she, she won't even speak to them. No, she won't speak to them at all. How stressful for the like kids. Yes. She then tells JJ's school that Charles committed suicide. So she's got three different stories going on. Yeah. Um, on July the 15th, this is only four days after Charles passes away, she makes a claim for Charles's $1 million life insurance policy, but she found out that she is no longer the beneficiary. <laughs> Suffer. And she changed it to his sister. Yeah. And can I tell you, this is why I'm a little bit confused because when she goes to tell, like, Chad that she's not, like, the beneficiary anymore, yeah, she says Ned must have got to him. Who's Ned? Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. <laughs> I think that's one of those that she's claiming it's like one of those demon people. Yeah, but um, it's weird that she obviously finds out she's not getting the money, and like kind of the first person she tells is Chad. Yeah, that's makes so you weird. think that it's planned a hundred percent. Yeah, and there's also like evidence that her and like they're like when like we get rid of that I don't know Nick. Snyder, like, you know, we'll be together and all this stuff. Like, so obviously, this is it seems like it's planned. It is, yeah. Like, almost like she conned Alex into doing it. Yeah, yeah. So, after this happens, Laurie then tells Colby, her oldest son, that she's moving somewhere cold. She doesn't actually say where she's moving. Like, she said she's going to take Tylee and JJ and she's moving somewhere cold. Um, this cold place is Rexburg, Idaho. And this is where Chad Daybell lives. So she's moving to be closer to Chad. Mm. So they had moved to Idaho. Colby, her oldest son, actually has had recently had a baby at this time with his wife, Kelsey. So he was obviously preoccupied, you know, he saw them off and that was that. Um, But Tylee's birthday came around on September the 24th. So Colby sent a text message to Tylee's phone wishing her a happy birthday and he got a reply but it just didn't seem right. Like it didn't seem the way Tylee writes a message. So he was like a bit like that's weird. I feel like that makes sense as well because, you know, like when people message you, they type certain ways. Yeah. Like you do, you that would like sort of, I feel like I get that. 
Yeah, I get that as well. So he calls his mum and he's like, hey, like, is Tylee all right? Like, what's going on? Something doesn't seem okay. And Laurie says, you know, Tylee's fine. She's just busy with school and all that stuff. And as the days went on, Colby was starting to get, like, quite worried. He just had this feeling like something wasn't right here. Yeah. And so did Colby's wife, Kelsey, who, like, she just pretty much uncovers all of this, hey? Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. So she remembers that back when the whole Charles having an affair thing was happening, that Charles was sending all these emails around to the family. And she says at the time we didn't even read them. We just thought this is like totally crazy. But when Colby is starting to get worried about Tylee, Kelsey goes back through the emails that Charles sent, just reading through them all. And she finds emails that Chad Daybell had sent to Laurie. And she specifically finds this email where Chad had gone through and ranked the members of Laurie's family as either light spirits or dark spirits. With numbers as well. With numbers. And I've just popped it in our notes here for you to have a look at. But some of the people like that are in there, for example, so Alex, Laurie's brother, is a 2L, which is a two, like level two light spirit. Um, she says that her son Colby is a three level three light spirit, but Kelsey is a level three dark spirit. Um, it then mentions that Tylee, her daughter is a level 4.1 dark spirit, that JJ is a dark spirit. Um, who else does she mention in there? Um, like the, her husband, like was a dark spirit. Yeah. So Kelsey finds these emails listing all these people as dark spirits. And obviously Tylee is in there listed as a dark spirit and JJ. So they start to get a little bit concerned because they haven't heard from either Tylee or JJ since they moved. And when Chad says a dark spirit, he believes that your body has been taken over and you are a zombie. So Chad believed that there were 20,000 zombies on earth and that all of those 20,000 zombies needed to be eradicated. And to do that, you kill the body that the dark spirit is in. Do you know how scary this is? So like if you think about it, because like imagine someone in your life just thinks this and you're like, no, I, I'm me. You know, like, yeah. you convince them. Exactly. Um, so this obviously begins to worry Colby and Kelsey. They're like, what the fuck? Like she is lost her mind with this guy right Mm. so at the time Kay this is JJ's grandmother who did have custody of him before she's trying to get into contact with Laurie about JJ she's like hey you know I haven't we haven't spoken to in a while just want to make sure JJ's JJ's okay and she's Charles's sister yes Kay's Charles's sister yeah but she doesn't have any luck like she just cannot get into contact with her so she then like calls the police and says you know I'm worried about them but she has no information. She doesn't know where they are. She has to hire like a PI yes. to track them because she's like so stressed. Obviously she's like, where is my grandson? Like yes. I just want to see him. And what they find, that PI, they log into Charles's Amazon account and they notice that there was like a ring purchased on October the 7th. This is after Charles has passed away. And the mailing address for this ring was in Rexburg, Idaho. So Kay's like, bingo, like this is where she is. Yes. Um, so, you know, they think, great. While all this is happening, and I'm sorry if people are getting confused, but there is just so many things going on all at the same time. 
in October 2019, Tammy Daybell, Chad's wife, passes away. And this is listed as natural causes. And Lockie, what is Tammy's, the date of Tammy's birthday? This creeped me out. It is May the 4th. And like you said, (laughs) the last three cases we've covered, the victims have had birthdays May the 4th. I'm actually like, what the heck? Isn't that crazy? It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, but this all happens. She's listed as natural causes, so it's just it's just kind of something that's happening in the background. The main focus at the moment is Kay's trying to find JJ. So they have this address in Idaho. She rings the police and asks them to do a welfare check on JJ. The police go to this address and Alex Cox, Laurie's brother, answers the door. So he's all he's there with it. He says, you know, his sister lives in apartment 107. So they're all kind of in this same complex. It's so weird. So police go up to apartment 107 and they ask where JJ is. Laurie says that he is with her friend Melanie Gibb. Um, So the police try and call Melanie and they don't get an answer. Um, And they say to Laurie, you know, can you get into contact with her and then follow up with us just so we know that he's okay. So after Melanie, this friend, has got on a call from the police asking where JJ is. She then calls Laurie and says, why did you tell the police that JJ was with me? Like, cause he's not here. Yeah. And Laurie says, well, I just, I didn't want to have to tell him where he really was. And Melanie goes, well, is he safe? And Laurie says, yes, yes, he's safe and he's happy. You know, I just didn't want to deal with it. So the following day, police get a search warrant to go back to Laurie's house because they haven't heard from Laurie at this point when you know they'd asked her to follow up so they have this search warrant to search their home but when they get there Alex is gone the kids are nowhere to be found Laurie's gone like everyone has left there's nothing there they're like on the run pretty much this is so oh and this is recent like this is not something that happened like 10 15 years ago like this is freaking like yeah quite recent so then obviously the police get alarmed they're like she's obviously you know on the run something's happened yeah um and they just can't they can't get into contact with her. So months go by while, you know, no one knows where they are. And on December the 11th, um, Tammy's body, so Chad Daybell's wife, was exhumed for an additional autopsy. Because this that, is because Chad's on the run with them? Yes. Chad's yeah. on the run with Laurie. No one can find them. Everyone's worried about Tylee and JJ and they think it's freaking weird that she dies you know, while all this is happening, maybe we should do an additional autopsy on her body. And also, is it at this time, like, does everyone know that Chad and Laurie are now married? No one knows this at this okay. time. No but, they, one knows. but they found those rings. I think this is what it is. They must, like, exhume her body because those rings that were, like, from Amazon were sent before Tammy, Tammy had died. Yes. Yeah, and they're like wedding rings. So they're yes. like, what the heck's going on here? Yes. So December the 12th, so after Tammy's, the day after Tammy's body is exhumed for this autopsy, on December the 12th, Alex, Laurie's brother, dies. He has apparently had blood clots or something, but it's See, just convenient. This, no, this is, I'm sorry. I, it's not There convenient. is no effing way that he died of, like, he, he might have died of blood clots, but there has to be. Like it's murder or he's committed suicide. So the day before or a few days before, he actually, Alex, confides in his wife and he says something like, oh, 
I think I'm their fall guy. Yes. Which is really interesting. But you know what's weird as well? Sorry, just quickly. So him and his wife had just gotten married. And again, he had met his wife. I think it's through Chad or through that little, there's like this really weird sort of like community cult group. Yeah. Thing starting. And it's pretty much Chad, Laurie, Chad's niece. No, sorry. My bad. Laurie's Laurie's niece. niece. Yeah. Um, and Alex and then Alex's wife and then they've made – so Alex and his wife have gotten married I think a week or a day apart with the niece and this other random guy and apparently they're all trying to get married before like – The second this, coming. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like this weird thing going on like and it's like a group of six of them. Yeah. So he's Alex has passed away. December the 20th is when JJ and Tylee are officially listed as missing. Because really, when you think about it, Laurie is their custodial parent. Yeah. And you just have to assume that, you know, they're all together and they're safe. But no one can get into contact with Laurie, Chad, the kids, no one. So December 20th, they're officially listed as missing. Um, so JJ was last seen on September the 24th at Rexburg Elementary School. But... On this day or the day after, I'm not sure, Laurie had withdrawn JJ from school saying he was going to be homeschooled. Because Tylee was homeschooled. Yes. Yeah, the whole time. So she was homeschooling Tylee. So I guess for their point of view, they're like, oh, well, she homeschools the other, do you know what I mean, her other daughter. So it's not that much of a big deal. Like it's not a red flag. Yes. And Tylee was last seen on the 8th of September. This is like some family trip they took. So... Once the kids are officially listed as missing, this case just blows up in the media. There was an article written in the news saying Laurie had run away with her new husband, but Laurie's family had no idea that she'd actually indeed married Chad. Not even her son knew this. Not even her son. No one knew. So Laurie and Chad had got married back in November, only weeks after Tammy had apparently died from natural causes. And the wedding band that Laurie wore was this ring that she ordered from Charles's Amazon account. And like you mentioned, ordered before Tammy had even died. So it seemed like this was all this ruse, you know, like it was all planned. And it makes you think that there is no way that Tammy could have died then of natural causes. Like it's impossible. Exactly. So at that point, Chad's house in Idaho, which he shared with Tammy and their children, was being searched in relation to her death because they're obviously reinvestigating her death with everything that's happening. Do you know what's so crazy? Sorry, Lockie, is apparently like a day or a few days before Tammy died, there was some like masked man that approached her when she was doing her shopping. Yeah. Like she had just gotten home. She'd parked the car. She was getting like the shopping out of the car. And this masked man had like approached her and she called out for Chad and he chased her away. Yeah. And she'd put this up on Facebook and she's like, I almost hit them with my frozen meats or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it, the theory is that that was, person was Alex. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the theory. You know, because he was like the hit man for them. Yeah. So still at this point in time, Laurie and Chatter and the kids are missing. Like no one knows where they are, even though the house is being searched in relation to Tammy's death. But in January 2020, Laurie and Chad are spotted in Hawaii, you know, Kauai, they're, they're this place that they all love. So police jump on it. They 
get to them in Hawaii and they serve them with a search warrant to search their car. Um, there's reporters there as well filming this whole thing happening. They're all yelling out, where are your kids, where are your kids? And they're not answering anyone. So at that point, it's the end of January 2020, police say to Laurie, okay, you now have a deadline. You need to produce your children to us so we know that they're safe. Um, but she did not meet this deadline. She didn't bring the children to them. So at that point, she's immediately arrested because she can't produce her children to the police. She's arrested and she's brought back to Idaho for this whole investigation to happen. In March 2020, so a few months after she gets arrested, um, documents get released that prove that Chad and Lori were convinced that JJ and Tylee were bad spirits, that they had become possessed and that they were zombies. <laughs> it's actually Just crazy. Nuts. In June 2020, Chad Daybell's house was searched and the remains of both JJ and Tylee were found on his property. And do you know, they are so smart how they found or how they knew the areas to search was because of Alex's mobile phone location. Yeah. The pings, they'd search the data on around the date, like the last whatever days that they knew uh, Tyler, I can't even say her name. Tylee. Tylee. Yeah, Tylee and JJ. Um, And they searched his phone data around those last times that they were, like, seen so they could sort of track where they'd all been. His phone had apparently been in the the backyard of Chad's house for, like, two hours on September the 24th or something. So that's where they searched. And they're freaking – and they also – obviously they checked Chad's um, mobile data as well and they found that creepy ass message that he had sent to Laurie mm. on I don't know like on, on a certain day I think it was around the last time yeah that Tylee was found uh, sorry yeah. was seen and the message is so freaking creepy it's so weird yeah I'll pop it up on our insta so Chad is also then arrested because obviously the remains of both JJ and Tylee have been found on his property and like you said this is all quite recent so at this very moment in time Chad and Laurie are in custody they will be tried together in the same trial and their trial is set to begin in January 2023 so only a few months from now but no details have been released on the cause of death of both JJ and Tylee and sorry just quickly apparently um Chad yesterday um, like applied to the court to have his trial as separate to Laurie. He doesn't want to be tried with her. Because he's pleading not guilty. So is she though. Oh. They're both pleading not guilty. But but I think that his defence have said like, you know, he was never involved with anything like this and one of his defences could be that it was like he's got evidence to show that Laurie, it was all Laurie and Alex. So they can't be, he doesn't want to be tried with her. How crazy is that? Yeah, but so I think he, it's the other way around. I think before he came onto the scene, freaking Laurie wasn't as crazy. Yeah, so I think what's happened, Chad has brainwashed Laurie and Alex. Yeah. Laurie has concocted this whole plan that the zombies need to be killed and she's convinced her brother to kill them. So I don't think Laurie and Chad physically killed the children. Alex did, but they told him to do so. I, and honestly, I think there's like, I was listening to this interview with Alex's ex-wife, like from when he was in his 20s, and there is 
something very weird. She says that like one of the reasons they broke up is just the relationship between him and Laurie was weird. not normal. And like they'd like like the the police guy actually asks her like what do you mean? And she's like, well, like they'd like like he'd pick her up and they'd like do you know what I mean like sort of hump her and make like Ugh. sex noises. Not actual like like do it. <laughs> But, like, she's, like, they were very sexual and he'd touch her boobs and always say how hot she was and oh stuff like that. Like, she was creeped out by the closeness of their family and their relationship. That's so freaking Like, it was weird. a problem, yeah. I was literally – because I just watched um, – I just watched uh, – what's that show with – um. what's it called from – I'm going to say what's it called from what's it called. You I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um. A simple favor with Blake Lively. Oh yes, yes. And yes. you know she's calling the other girl like a brother fucker, and I was yeah. like, oh, I so want to call her that, but I don't. Like his ex says she doesn't know, she doesn't think they actually ever did it, but they were very like there's something. It's just a like, weird relationship. Relationship, yeah, that she was yep. very uncomfortable with. Yeah, oh my so, god. Yeah. So if you really look back, the victims of this whole brainwashing and whatever. Uh, Tammy, Charles, Alex, JJ, and Tylee. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and and whoever's yeah. gotten off obviously is, um, which I find it really interesting because there are some interviews with Alex's like sort of new wife. Yeah. And how she, like I, I was watching one recently and it was about how apparently Alex was like a masseuse and like he wanted to, like she had a sore back or something and she wanted to like, she, he offered to give her a massage but he wanted to put like a tarp down on the bed. What? Right, to because he didn't want to get oils on the bed. Like there's this really weird story. So whether he was meant, and the next day or the day after he died, so who knows what the actual cause of his death was was he meant to kill his wife and said I have no idea there is so much information to be uncovered and I guess a lot of it will come out at trial, trial yeah but so yeah weird. so obviously she got off and which we didn't talk much about um the niece like Alex and Laurie's niece who was involved with this group um but yeah I'm guessing she'll she'll have to testify as well trial, so. yeah oh, but it's just weird but that's the case of Lori Vallo and her victims. Um, Can I say one thing before mm. we finish up, right? How normal is her son so for normal. what he's gone through? Yes. So However, in, have you read about what has happened? No, recently. Recently he – so Kelsey, him and his his, his wife, they're separated at the moment. Oh, really? I because, yeah, because he um, was arrested on sexual assault of her. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I but I think the charges have been withdrawn since then. But her story, Kelsey's story, is that they were separated and he came back to their home one night when he was drunk. I don't know, something's obviously happened, but they're separated. Okay, yeah. Which is sad because I was really rooting for them. Yes, I was as well. <laughs> I, I didn't even know they had separated because yeah. in that doco they just seemed so cute together and yeah. I don't know, I really liked them together. So yeah. that sucks. Um, but, yeah, but that's the case. So Sins of Our Mother is on Netflix. You can watch it. It's really, really, it's really, really good show but it's obviously very sad. Um, but, yeah, if you have a case you want us to cover, send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Caffeine Crime and Canines. And until next week. Until next week. Bye.